Hi, today is Wednesday, October 3rd, 2018. My name is Gabriel Piamonti. You're listening to On the Trail, which is the podcast for the campaign to elect Gabriel Piamonti. I'm running for Fifth Ward Alderman. And today we're going to talk about some poll numbers in the race for Illinois Attorney General. We're going to speak briefly about the Van Dyke trial and then more substantially about the Civilian Police Accountability Council, which is a proposal that is meant to deal with the root causes of the problems that lead to situations like the murder of Laquan McDonald. And then finally, we're going to spotlight for just a moment South Shore's parking ticket hero. I bet you didn't know there was such a thing, but there is. So we have seen poll numbers come out recently for the attorney general race that indicate that state senator Kwame Raoul has a 36% to 26% lead over champaign attorney Erica Harold who is the republican candidate for that post now 39% are undecided so this is not a slam dunk for the senator however it shows that he is he's having a very strong showing and if things continue he will prevail in the upcoming election. For us locally, that not only means that we're sending a local politician once again to bigger and better things, but it also means we're going to have a vacancy. The state Senate seat that Kwame Raoul currently occupies will be open. The law is fairly ambiguous about what should be done. The language is simply a committee shall appoint a replacement. Typically, that has meant that the Democratic Party's ward committeemen get together and with votes that are weighted based on how much of their wards are in the district, they make a determination. In this case, Tony Preckwinkle being the fourth ward committeeman has just a huge percentage of this of this vote. She, she pretty much caused the shots. Now, there's a whole conversation to be had about whether or not this is the best way for us to be picking are officials, ostensibly elected officials, but setting that aside for one moment and recognizing that it's just several weeks before the election, we should think about whether or not we want at least to have had an opportunity for the people to hear those who wish to be the next senator in the 13th district. And so I want to advocate for a public forum at which People who are interested can come out, explain their credentials, why they think they're qualified, and there could even be an opportunity for some kind of a, a voting process at the end, and, and if even if it's informal, we could have an idea of who people like. We certainly would be more informed and have an opportunity then to reach out to the committeemen, and we could let them know what we think. I believe that this is at least a half step towards a more democratic system. And certainly it gives people an opportunity to be part of a process that they have intentionally been locked out of. Now, with respect to the Van Dyke trial, I just want to say that it sounds like the defense is going to be wrapping up. The judge says this is all going to be coming to a close soon. Van Dyke needs to go to jail. He is certainly the murderer of Laquan McDonald, and he deserves a a first-degree murder conviction. What's complicated is is taking apart how these things happen. And that may be beyond, at least at this moment, it's not something that we're going to try to tackle in this podcast. But we are going to look at a solution, or at least one proposed solution, 
which is the Civilian Police Accountability Council. And this is something that has been advocated by a lot of folks. Some tremendous work has been done around trying to make this a centerpiece of any reform, especially by the Chicago Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. And I want to just mention some of the highlights of the CPAC legislation that exists, by the way. This isn't just some pie-in-the-sky idea. This is an ordinance that's been written. It's in committee. It's waiting to be voted on. First, the superintendent of police would be appointed. Even before that, there's the obvious creation of a civilian police accountability council that would oversee all of the elements that I'm about to describe to you. The first being the ability to appoint the superintendent of police. The police rule book would be rewritten by the council or with the oversight of the council. That includes things like the use of force, uh, general orders, and standard operating procedures. It would increase, this legislation would increase the transparency of all investigations, including police-involved shootings, and it would give more statistical analysis, and it would include demographic information of complaints by type and victim. There are lots of elements to it. It's well thought out. Thousands and thousands of people have signed uh, petitions endorsing this. Please go to caarpr.org. That's caarpr.org. And learn more about CPAC. It's it's a terrific uh, solution or at least a way to get to a solution for the out-of-control police department we have. And I'm going to talk a lot more about it, but I wanted to just introduce it as we're all thinking about the Van Dyke trial and many of us are feeling frustrated about what's going on there. And last, I want to make mention of Devon Favors and his coverage on CBS, where Dorothy Tucker looked at a claim that he was making that the ticketing that was happening in South Shore was disproportionate in comparison to other neighborhoods. Devon noticed that he was getting tickets, didn't really understand why, finally figured out that there's a there's a space between the stop sign on any street and the first legitimate spot you can take. That's normally there's normally signage that lets you know that. In South Shore, those signs aren't in place, and so people park and get tickets, sometimes multiple tickets for having been in in that spot. He did some research, compared the ticketing in South Shore to the ticketing in Roscoe Village, which is comparable, and what he found was that we were getting walloped in South Shore. So in Roscoe Village, which has a median income of $110,000, residents paid or owed $63,226 in fines, from 2007 through 2017. In South Shore, which happens to have a median income of $28,000, the ticket amount is $152,841, more than twice. So as a result of pointing this out to CBS, in addition to getting a petition started and spreading the word through social media and other things, Devon was able to get the attention of the alderman who, when he approached her, was completely dismissive and not interested in his concerns or his data. Now she says she's going to go to the city inspector general and ask him to do something about these signs. It wasn't until the media was brought into it that she decided she was actually going to take action. I think we all need to think about that. I'll tell you right now, if Devon Favors walks into my aldermanic office, he he goes to the head of the line, and we want to know exactly what he's worried about because this is a man who is serious, this is a man who does his homework, 
And he's the kind of citizen that you would hope there would be more of and that you would also hope that your aldermen would encourage when they come with questions and concerns. My name is Gabriel Piemonte. My website is gabrielpiemonte.com. Please go check it out. See our proposals for the, our communities. Take a look and volunteer if you're interested. There's a button to do that. Donate if you if you so desire. You can contact us with any questions. We're happy to talk to you. And thanks very much for listening today. <laughs>